Do out-of-conference games even matter in HBCU football? Southern stands alone at the top of Swag men's basketball, and Norfolk State Lady Spartans are dominating MEAC ball. Oh yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, family? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On HBCU Podcast, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU Athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Y'all might not know the face if you're new to YouTube, but you guys know the name, you know the voice, Darian Gray, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you guys for going on this journey with me today, making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day. And I want to give a special shout out to my, my video people. You know, I, I show love to my audio people for holding me down yesterday, but I want to show love to you guys because anybody who's watching on video knows that this, this setup is a work in progress. I'm still trying to understand how to operate all of this. So I appreciate your patience. Um, I'm trying to do my thing out here. I got a little zoom mask from flash trying to figure out how to point at things when they're on the screen. It's still weird to me, but overall, give me your feedback. Y'all like my setup. You, you feeling like something needs to get moved. Just let me know. But I also have another question for you. And that question is do out of conference games even matter when you're talking about the HBCU landscape in football specifically, do they matter? We write them off in basketball all the time. Basically, the first half of the season is out of conference games and nobody cares. That doesn't matter. We, I don't even reference them in records for the most part. So then the question becomes in football, does that even matter? Is it a relevant thing to talk about? Is it a re relevant thing for teams to care about scheduling? And the reason this is coming up because there is a version of the Jackson State schedule that's been... I'm going to call it leak because I think that it's real. I think that it's heavily discussed amongst Jackson State, but it wasn't official. It didn't come out. A lot of people thought it was official. Jackson State came out and said, we have not officially released our schedule. And it may end up being that exact schedule. However, it may, it may get some tweaks, and that's because it got a whole lot of blowback. And it brings this question up. Not just what are they doing with their scheduling, because that was a question. But it brings up the question of, does out-of-conference games even matter in HBCU football. That's what it brings up for me. I didn't see many people talking about this, but that's how I feel. And I, I'm going to give, I think so, but I'm going to give both sides of it. And I think that no, the answer no to that question you could say is the Celebration Bowl is one of the bigger reasons. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to the playoffs. I'm not. And at the end of the day, winning my conference is the most important thing. Ah, I mean, I got an argument for it, but I get where you're coming from. I completely do. Because if I'm going to the Celebration Bowl, if I win my conference regardless, I'm not going to the playoffs. I can't get a higher seed. Why do I care who I play? Doesn't matter to me. And I get I get it. And I'd rather lose all of my out-of-conference games than lose all of my in-conference games. And that kind of sounds funny. So let me, because like, duh, you have more of them. But let me reiterate that. I'd rather lose one out of conference game than lose one in conference game because 
just the ramifications of losing a conference game are way more drastic. I don't think there's a question of which one is more important, but is are out of conference games important at all? That's the question, not which is more important. So the, the, I don't, if you want to say one's more important, I get it. I'll give you that. It's conference games, 100%. But out of conference is also important. And when I look at it, it's because if you lose a conference game and somebody wins out in the conference, too bad, you're done. No conference championship. If we're talking about football, no conference championship, no celebration bowl. You might get into the playoffs. You know, fam, you, they might, you might get into the playoffs. You, you have that opportunity, but it's no guarantee. There's no automatic bid if you win your conference to get to the playoffs. And that's just by choices of a lot of these institutions and a lot of these conferences. And that's their prerogative. But at the end of the day, I get why that would make you say, no, out of conference doesn't matter. We can schedule whoever we want. We can schedule a D2 team. We can schedule an NAIA team. We can do that because at the end of the day, none of this affects what the actual goal is. A, I think that's flawed thinking because what if you do lose a conference game? Imagine, fam, you punch down and, and went against a, a D2 team. That would look bad on their resume when trying to get into the playoffs. So I do think it is a nice safety net to also schedule good out-of-conference opponents. But, hey, I get your argument that, hey, we're going to get into the Celebration Bowl if we're successful regardless. I'm going to say yes, and I don't think it's too much of a pride thing, but it does have a little bit to do, and that is the fact that there's a stigma for your athletes and there's a stigma for your team. And the stigma for the team is that you're less than, you're a less than team. I think you look at it as FBS, FCS, HBCU in a lot of people's minds, especially when you're talking about the players and it's, well, they don't compete against the same level of competition. And we talked about that with Gerald Huggins yesterday. That's the main thing that he was looking for, the main goal, the main thing to accomplish when discussing these team, these players at these pre-draft bowls. That's what it is. I'm sorry, Jackson State playing Lane College is not helping. For a lot of these athletes playing against a Clemson, Dakota Durant getting two interceptions against Clemson could severely help his stock. Not drop it, but severely help it. You don't get that opportunity going against Lane. You're not having the argument silenced any more than you really would like it to be by saying, I'm going to go against a D2 team. And it's really no shot to Lane. It's just the fact that at the end of the day, they are they are in a lower division than a SWAC team, than a MEAC team. And for the most part, I'm talking about the SWAC and the MEAC. I'm not really talking about a North Carolina a I'm not really talking about a Hampton. I'm not talking about a Tennessee State because their conference games are against people who have an automatic bid. I don't know if the CAA does right now, but I know that the Big South does, and I know the Ohio Valley Conference does as well. So when I'm looking at it and I'm asking, does it matter? Yes, it matters to me. Because as a team, you're getting that stigma of competition level, and you're looking at Jackson State, you're getting that stigma erased off you, really. With Deion Sanders and being as good as you were, and especially if you would have won a celebration bowl, but even then the momentum hasn't really halted. It just maybe slowed down or didn't accelerate. It may even stay stagnant, but it didn't accelerate. You get all of this and you schedule lane. You have not done enough to schedule a D2 team as your only out-of-conference game. It's not helping the stigma that you can compete with these guys. Imagine if you knock off ULM last year. Imagine if... One of these MEAC teams knock off an incarnate word. Because like I told you, I think in a lot of people's mind, it's FBS, really probably Power 5, but FBS, FCS, HBCUs. I don't even think they're looked at as 
equal on the level of FCS. Give me an incarnate word. Give me a North Dakota state. Give me things like that. Give me a group of five teams. I think that these things are going to help the stigma of you not competing against competition levels or not being looked at as equal, at least on the FCS playing field. And then also helping your students. I take it back. I don't think there's any pride in that. I don't think there's any ego in it. I think there's pride. There's no ego in it. It's just simply saying you need to do this because it helps your students, your student athletes. And it also helps your school's appearance. Jackson State is on the climb. You're escalating. They might change it. Mind you, this is all reported. It's not official. They might change it, and I wouldn't be shocked with the blowback that they're getting. It would be a smart idea to change it and go to a different schedule, at least one different out-of-conference game. And going forward, we're going to be talking about Southern because they are on top of the swack. Men's basketball. And another person that's on top is the Built Bar creators because they're on top of the bar market. And listen, I don't need to say protein because this is the best bar on the market. Pro protein candy bar does not matter because it's the Swiss army, army knife of bars, right? So I'm looking at a bar that can be a protein bar if you need to go work out. It has 17 grams of protein. I'm looking at a nice snack if you just want to eat something to just put in your system covered in chocolate. And if you want to eat healthy, it's only four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. It's really, like I said, it's really the Swiss Army knife. Whatever your purpose or whatever you want to use it for, it can be used for that. And it's just all around just tastes good. I mean, my personal, I, I love blueberry muffin. That's what I think is great. Um, I'm looking for a new favorite too. I'm looking to just keep getting better and get, get keep getting better, okay? I love these Built Bars. They're great for any purpose that you want. And that's the selling pitch of the day. Go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your offer. Use the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com for 15% off your offer. All right, as we keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU, it's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside. Check out Locked On NFL, Locked On Bengals, Locked On Rams, live on Radio Row, giving you the best coverage that you need for the big game. They so fine, so fine. I love that quote by Michael Irvin. And today's word of the day is disheveled, and it means marked by disarray or disorder. And I want to talk about Southern because they are on top of the, the SWAC men's basketball landscape. And how did they get it done? That's what we want to look at because the, the SWAC men's basketball is disheveled, okay? And I look at a situation where you have 6 through 12 losing records. All of them have losing records. It's 1, 5, and 6 team. A couple of uh, four and seven teams in Mississippi Valley states at one and ten. They're just down, right? Um, then you then you look at you have five through two. They all have the same record. They all are tied at the same record. And that's where, I don't know if this part of the word, but the disheveledness. <laughs> but that's where it comes and becomes really disheveled to me. Because all these teams with the same record is just so chaotic. I never thought that a single file line could be so chaotic, could be so unorganized or feel so unorganized, but that's what it has done. That's what it feels like to me. It's too many teams bunched up at the top with the same record. There's a lot of teams at the bottom with the same record, but eh, we, don't really, we, don't really, we don't really care. Okay, I'm just going to tell you the truth. <laughs> we don't really care. But at the top, when it's all the same record, it's like, it's different. It's not just, oh, them dudes, they, they're just not that good. They're just not that good. Um, But the top, it's like, wow, these teams are really good. It's just a different in perspective right um but overall southern is not a part of that they're not part of the six through twelve they're not part of the five through two 
They are the one. That's why they weren't included in this, because they are the one. They are the one team that stands above everybody alone. And they've done that since Saturday. But we had a big-time game between Texas Southern and FAMU that we had to discuss. And we had a jam-packed yesterday, uh, episode yesterday. So I wanted to make sure that we highlighted that Southern is on top, especially after their win over Alabama State. Now they stayed alone. They came into the night alone. They stayed alone. Um, but going forward, I want to talk about it right, right now. I want to talk about just the fact that Southern has the best offense in the swag, period. That's why they are successful, why they are successful, because they have the best offense in pretty much all the ways that you want it. You want to be able to knock down your shots, they're the top in field goal percentage. You want to be able to step behind the arc, knock down those shots, they're the best in three-point percentage. You want to put on points, right? That's just the name of the game. You want to put up points. They have the most points in the league per game and total. You want to be you. You want to look at offense and how it how it flows. They have the most assists in the game. You go deeper. You look at some of the deeper stats: assist to turnover. So they're turning it over significantly less than they are um, just throwing the ball around assisting. First in that, they have the highest margin between their average scored points and average points allowed. They're not the best defense. They're like fifth, fifth or sixth, right in the middle. But they're number one by six points. They're really good. They're that that's what it is. They carry themselves offensively. And I'm looking at the people who score. You look at the top four scores, all of them shoot high. None of them shoot under 45%. You look at their three-point percent percentage. They have six players who have attempted 40 or more threes. None of them shoot under 37%. This is a team that there is no reason to wonder why you want to come watch this game, watch this team. Southern has the highest attendance in the SWAT. And I know that doesn't matter for the team, but it's just indicative of who they are, what type of what type of game they play. I'm telling you right now, if Southern's on, Southern's on television, no, leave me alone. You, I got to watch these Jaguars because they run up and down the court. They put up a lot of points. At the end of the day, they play exciting. They play exciting. And you know, if, as, if you're a fan, when you're watching them, the shot go up, more times than not, it's going to go down. Nobody makes more shots than they have the highest field goal percentage. At every level, inside at two point and outside at three. This is an exciting game. This is an exciting team. I love it because at the end of the day, what more can you ask? Can you ask for it? Right. Um, my TSU people know the, the humor behind what more can you ask for? I haven't said that like on camera in years for just some other stuff, but that's neither here. That's not for this. That's not for this. This, uh, I'm an MCU guy. That's the Easter egg. That's the Easter egg for my TSU people really talking about my guy, Dave. Um, and a couple of more people who just know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, dubs, you know, they, they know. Okay. And that's, that's just a humor. I'm gonna leave that alone. I don't know why I brought inside jokes to the podcast, but, <laughs> but it's great. And when I look at Southern, I find them to be a tough team to stop because I haven't found anybody who can stop the shot from dropping. And at the end of the day, if your shot is going to keep dropping, I would love to watch them versus Texas Southern again. I would really love to watch that game again um, because Texas Southern is the best defensive team. I would love to see that in the playoffs. I know we're going to see it again in the regular season, but it would be nice to see it with something on the line. Ooh, the best offense versus the best defense. These are the things that I think all sports fans, regardless of the sport, you had the best offensive team versus the best defensive team. These are the type of things that you crave, you know, things that you're really excited to see. And Southern – they continue to do it. That's why they're at the top. Everybody else has their, their niche. 
They're, they're all quality teams. They're only up by one game, but they are up. And that's what that's what matters. It doesn't matter if it's one game, four games. If the season ended today, the amount of games that you have a lead by doesn't matter as long as you rank where you rank. And if you want to know why they're a good team, it's because they possess an offense that has multiple guys who can score from outside, six guys who shoot it well from outside. They have a bunch of guys who can be explosive. They have four double-digit scores on average. That's why they're so good. It's that offense that is really great and has carried them going on. They're going to be a tough out for that reason. And going forward, I want to talk about another team that's a tough out, but we're going from the SWAC to the MEAC, and we're talking about the Lady Spartans of Norfolk who had a close one. A close but no cigar, and that don't matter, right? So I want to tell you about Bet Online because we're talking about cigars, right? We're talking about the cigar brought to you by Joe Burrow, and that's his thing. That's the Bengals thing. Can they pull off the upset? And if you feel like they are, then you should need to go straight to BetOnline.net because this is the place they have player performance props. They're going to have totals. They're going to have anything that you want to wager on in the NFL season. That's where you need to be, point blank, period. And if football isn't your thing, that's okay. You can do basketball because the Suns are going on a crazy streak. The Warriors look hot again. Clay talking about he run OKC's um, arena. You can do that. You can do UFC, boxing your favorite Vegas casino games. There's so many things to pick from that I don't think you can go on this website and feel like it's just nothing here for me. I don't think that you can do that. So for that reason, go to betonline.net, the premier sports wagering site. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, as we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked On HBCU, I want to talk about Norfolk State because their Lady Spartans are absolutely dominating. And they had a close game versus Maryland Eastern Shore. But that's the only thing that's been really close about their season. Not the, not the lead that they have on the MEAG ladies, not any other game that they played in. And how has this come to be? We just unpacked how Southern was able to build up their lead and be standing alone. They have a bigger margin. They're winning by two games. They have a two-game lead over Howard, who they will be playing in the next game, so that would be critical. If Howard loses there, you're looking at a three-game lead. And halfway through the season, a two-game lead, a three-game lead, it's devastating, and it's hard to really expect them to fall off because they beat everybody else. And it hasn't really been close. Maryland Eastern Shore was close, right? Mesu, I don't know if they call it Misu, but um, I got to find there's an acronym for that or something because – Misu sounds a lot better. Misu. Um, but I'm not gonna call him that. I don't no disrespect, right? No miss, no disrespect to my Maryland people. Um, but there's been nothing close about Norfolk Lady Spartans this year. It just haven't. Because every game that they've won, which is all of them, they're undefeated, and they have a two-game lead, like I said, over Howard. All of the games that they have won have been by double digits, except for this one. This is the one. This is the one outlier. I don't think it's a chink in their armor. They might have just had a rough night because they didn't score as much as they usually do either. But this was just a rough night for them. And going into Howard, you don't want to have another one of those. You put them down, now you have a three-game lead over them. And like I said, that's massive. But how were they able to get here? As opposed to Southern, who we just discussed, they were able to get there because they had defense. They had absolute clamp-down, lockdown defense. I'm talking they must have Gary Payton's daughter, I don't know if he had five daughters or something because Gary Payton's daughters are just out there on the court. 
and just strictly dominating people. They only allowed 70 points one time this year. Um, so with that being said, everybody else is under 70. Some people are under 50. And I think their crown jewel amongst everybody is Delaware State. Because they've had really impressive games. Delaware State was the most impressive, but they had some really impressive games. Every team that they faced, other than North Carolina Central, has scored their lowest amount of points that they have all year. It's one thing to hold everybody under their average consistently, but the lowest? The lowest? That's ridiculous. In my opinion, that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous display of defense. And this against Delaware State, while that was uh, ridiculous, as I said, this was disrespectful. How you hold them to 36 points? 36 points? That's nine points a quarter. It's nine points a quarter, man. And they've done this repeatedly, this level of play, where if it's not 36 points, it's 40 points. If it's not 40 points, it's 44, 49. And this is repeated behavior. I think that's why it's so impressive because, yes, they held them 36 this time. However, you've held them to 40. You've held teams to 44. Like, you have multiple teams under 50 points. You are a lockdown defensive team. No other way to, to go about it. That's what you are. And that's why they are the number one team in the MEAC. So you look at Southern who has this high-flying offense. They keep flying around. But they have just locked down defense and nobody's scoring against them. Nobody. And I don't need to see the best offense going against them. I need to see Howard go against them so I can see if they finally clean out the conference. But if they do, I have nothing else that I need to see from you. I just need you to do it again. Just repeat. Nothing new, just repeat. And I'm not trying to move the goalpost. It's just that that's your schedule. So to finish undefeated, you would have to do that. Um, but yeah, for man, I love defense. But beating a team 100-something points to 32, beating a team by 70 points just ain't right. I know I know it ain't peewee, but somebody got away with the white flag. And that's what they did to Delaware State. Overall, that's that's. I just feel like this was one of the most impressive games because Jackson State held a team to 34 points. But to score 100 points while holding a team to 36, I just feel like you got to give them a round of applause and nothing but salute because they absolutely dominated that game. And you can't go away saying they weren't the better team. Thank you for making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day. Every day I'm trying to get everything in order. I have my mouth to the South shirt on. That was backwards last time. I realized how I need to flip the camera. So we got that right. That's one step up. I can now tell you how to follow me and I'll show you in a second. But for your second listen of the day, make sure that you are checking out Locked On Bets. Free game for big games. Really that simple. Your boy Q and Lee Sterling just trying to put some more money into your pockets. And in the meantime, in between time, I put it up there. Y'all can find me on that blue app, that bird. Yes, Twitter at South Exclusives. Until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed. Peace.